0: When it's time to seed grass, fertilize turf, or add a pop of color to your yard, Blaine's Farm and Fleet's got you covered with unbeatable deals on lawn and garden essentials. Find value on everything you need in-store or online at farmandfleet.com. Wisconsin is an agricultural powerhouse in a variety of commodities, and even our favorite beverages can be traced back to the field, including beer, I'm Stephanie Hoff for the Midwest Farm Report. Rich Joseph owns Hop Garden Brewing. He's got two tap rooms, one in Paoli and another in Evansville. And he grows his own hops for his beer. The rest goes to the Wisconsin Hop Exchange to be sold to other breweries across Wisconsin and out of state as well. He says this year's drought has been a challenge for his hops, but for now, he still expects a close-to-average yield. We talk more about the growing season, but first he tells me about his farm.
1: We have about 16 acres here. Um, We have about seven and a half acres under hop trellis. Currently only growing about 2 acres. And uh, we also do a couple acres of pumpkins and then also some different vegetable crops, garlic, tomatoes, that sort of thing. We started the farm in 2013, and started planting hops the following year then started pumpkins a few years after that
0: a diversified farming operation that also leads to a beverage at the end of the road where do your hops go to
1: the hops go to different breweries around wisconsin we also use probably a quarter uh, of them ourselves and then i don't know exactly which breweries they go to they go to the wisconsin hop exchange and then the wisconsin hop exchange pellets them packages them and then sells them to breweries around the state and around the country
0: you have to have a passion to be doing this for this long because you told me uh, as we're looking at the hops that it's not a very lucrative business. Is that right?
1: <laughs> when we started the farm, there was a hop shortage and the hop prices were you know, 17 know, $18 or more per pound. That was economical to do. And that's how we got the farm loan. And that's why we put seven and a half acres in um, and jumped right into it uh, once we got to the location here in Belleville since then the prices come down it's kind of like the same story in the dairy industry where out west they can put on 10,000 cows where we put on 100 cows and so eventually they get caught up before we can really get established and so the prices drop down we're averaging probably about nine dollars a pound now so less than half of what we were expecting to get
0: Let's talk more about some of the trends you're seeing in the hop market. You mentioned Wisconsin growers are, maybe can't compete with growers in other states. Give us a feel for what the hop industry does look like in the U.S.
1: Well, there's, there's quite a few hops now um, that came back from the shortage, and then there's a lot of different varieties. So a lot of the new varieties, though, are, are produced by uh, private breeders or by the farms themselves. And then some of the hottest hops are the you know, most highly valued hops, are some of those hops and we can't get a hold of those because those are trademarked and only certain farms can grow those out west. So they've got us a little bit there but thanks to the USDA we do have a couple varieties. Vista is one that we planted a couple of years ago that we're excited to put in some beer this, this year. That might help us get through that.
0: So how does Wisconsin Hop Exchange members hold their own? You mentioned new varieties. What else are you guys doing to be innovators in the hop industry?
1: Well, we do a lot of education on quality to all of our members, and our quality has greatly gone up um, from when we first started. And so we're, we're meeting or exceeding a lot of the Western uh, quality standards. The Wisconsin Hop Exchange has done a great job of working with breweries all over the U.S., and especially in Wisconsin, though. And those Wisconsin breweries really are supporting us. So we've got about 10 different breweries around the state that really try to buy all their hops from wisconsin hop exchange and uh, that's much appreciated
0: how many people are interested in growing hops though do you get a lot of phone calls from people looking to be beginners in the industry
1: not as much anymore we actually when we first started we were doing seminars at our farm here and we would have anywhere from 50 to 70 people come to our seminars during march you know february and march uh we did that for about three years four years and then um, interest started waning when the prices started coming down. And typically, if I get a call, I probably get a call three, four times a year from somebody that wants to start growing hops, and I just tell them the facts, you know, that uh, this is what it's going to cost you to set up, this is what you're going to possibly make, and this is how many hours you're going to have to put in. I said, you're better off growing pumpkins. <laughs> We've made more money on our pumpkins than we ever have on our hops, but uh but we do it because it's our passion it's part of our story it's the you know it's the hop garden brewing story where we're farm to pint
0: now let's talk more about the plants that are out there, though. How many varieties do you have growing?
1: We currently have seven varieties. One is that Vista one I mentioned that is a new one that we haven't tried. We have Cascade and Centennial, which is heavy in a of, lot of our beers. Then a Comet, which is a new one for us. We still haven't figured out a beer where that one is going to fit for us, but we get a little bit of better price for that one uh, on the market.
0: What stage are we in right now out in the hop yard?
1: So the growing season starts probably in March and then the growing part of the season goes until about the first of August, middle of August, and then uh, then it's harvest season after that. So we're really in the early stages yet. Uh, we're hoping to get the plants to the top of the wire which is 18 feet by July 1st. You know we have a couple varieties that uh, will make that for sure and then some that may not just due to the excessive dry and, and heat. We have everything under drip irrigation but You just can't beat uh, rainwater on your crops to to really make them grow. So we're just in the beginning stages, probably the first third.
0: But that drought has been an issue. What are you hearing from other growers, though? Same story?
1: Well, pretty much everybody that's still growing hops has really good irrigation. So does it affect it a little bit? Yes, it sure does. But we still can be growing hops. Most of us use a drip-type irrigation, so it's really efficient, and we don't create any other you know sort of disease management issues.
0: How about fertilizer? What do hops need to get to that 18 foot mark by July 1st?
1: Actually it's very similar to corn. So uh, the nitrogen needs per acre are basically identical even though we don't have you know a solid field of hops. They are very intense in the nitrogen side. Um, But yeah pretty much the same as corn. We, We use a corn starter in the spring and then we drip irrigate nitrogen uh, throughout the year.
0: And then weed management, pest management, what does that look like for a hop grower?
1: It's a little more difficult than corn growers um, because hops are basically a broadleaf and so a lot of the broadleaf products you cannot use because you'll just kill your hops. It really takes a lot of effort and work to trim and there's there's some hand pruning that has to happen. Thistles are the hop growers' worst nightmare because the same thing that kills thistles kills the hops. So we're actually, that's going to be next week's project is going out and hand whacking off a bunch of thistles But before they head out. So it's a little more complicated. Um, It's not as easy, but the whole idea is to get the hops up uh, at least eight feet and then we can start spraying the bottoms of the hops uh, with something like AIM that's a defoliant. And then uh, that we can kind of control the weeds. You're not going to eliminate the weeds, but we can at least try to control
0: them. So you mentioned cost can be a barrier to some growers or beginning growers, but so can the labor intensity. And I wanted you to give us a feel for how much work it does take to get those hops growing upward, and then you can fast forward to us for the harvest and, and what that takes when it comes to human power.
1: Yeah, we have a, a great crew at the at Hop Garden Brewing and friends and things like that, so we're lucky to have a group of people. So when we put strings up uh, in the spring, uh, we usually need at least eight or nine people to do that. And on our two acres, we can do that in a day, um, but we really need to get a crew of eight or nine people together. And um, then at harvest time, we need a crew of at least six people to cut the vines down and harvest, and that usually... We harvest every other day, and uh, we usually have a crew of five or six for that. So uh, we scramble in the fall to, to find people to help us, especially when some of the college kids go back to school and when other high school kids go to school, it's, it gets pretty tough to, to find people. So those get to be long days.
0: What does that harvest entail?
1: We cut the hop bines down, lay them on a trailer, bring them into the barn, and bring them up to where the harvesting unit is. And then each of those 3,000 bines... You have to be hooked onto the harvester individually and then run through the harvester and through a series of picking fingers, it knocks off the cones. And then those cones from that are then put in a dryer. Basically it's like a corn dryer. We have a corn dryer floor and a corn dryer blower, uh, LP blower and heater. They're usually in the dryer at about 75% moisture and we have to take them down to about 10% moisture. And so that takes about 24 hours. And then once we get to that 10% moisture, then we bale the hops in 100-pound bales. Uh, They're about 2 foot by 3 foot kind of rectangle-type bales. And then that gets stored in a cooler. And then once we're done harvest, the nose gets sent up to the hop exchange for storage and then eventually pelleting, and that's what goes into the final package that they sell to breweries
0: speaking of harvest rich what are you projecting for this year's crop so far so far so good average yields what can you tell us
1: it's always tough to say early in the year i mean every time you start out you think you're gonna have you know 100 percent crop but uh, of course that's not always the way it's gonna happen so this drought is gonna knock us down probably 10 to 20 percent a little bit the heat is not that great for hops they like it a little bit cooler you know right now we're probably we're before the bugs have started but we haven't really sprayed for insects at all yet so we don't know what that's going to be like and so it's really hard to tell I, I we're probably it'll be another average harvest I, and each variety has its own different amounts that it produces so we produced about 3,000 pounds of hops last year and we should be about that this year because some of the plants are a little older so we should be around that amount
0: you made a comment to me earlier as we're looking at, the, at some of the cones from last year and saying that you're, you're really oil farmers because that's what is used to make the beer, the oil that's in the hops. Can you uh, give us a, a quick lesson on what you mean by that?
1: Yeah, so there's a thing called lupulin that's produced in the, in the hop cones and, uh, the, by a lupulin gland. And if you look at the hop, it's a yellow kind of substance. It's almost like um, pollen. It almost looks like that. But it's actually an oil that the plant produces. And each variety produces a different types of oils. And then that's where you get different aromas and things. And so, yeah, really what we're trying to do is just harvest those oils. And that oil is what flavors the beer uh, and gives it the aroma.
0: What are you noticing consumers want from you? And d- does that dictate what you grow?
1: Yeah, we've seen a huge shift, actually, in the beer market um, at our tap rooms. We were doing a lot of IPAs early on that kind of started to wane a little bit uh we do quite a few darker beers in the winter which is always popular but the biggest trend we've seen is going into light beer people want a less lower alcohol not as hoppy type of beer so we've actually produced a light lager for the first time this year it's turned out really good for that market segment not my favorite market segment but uh but there's very few hops in that but um but yeah the consumers are going for much lighter beers this year for sure
0: everything you need to know about the key ingredient for what may be your favorite way to end the day that's rich joseph owner of hop garden brewing and a wisconsin hop farmer he says if you're interested in helping out with the harvest this year or planting next spring keep in touch with the hop garden brewing via their website for the midwest farm report i'm stephanie hoff